you're listening to Sex in Iceland with Sikaduk, the sexologist. Here you'll be following me on my trips through Iceland, talking about sex, delivering sex ed, stand up about sex, and just whatever comes up really. So if you're interested in sex, or even if you're just interested in Iceland, this might be something for you. It's May in Iceland. In every other part of the world, maybe, you know, even in Australia where it's winter now, they would still have sunshine. It would still be warmer than here. It is May and it is freezing. One minute we have sleet, the other minute we have snow, and then we might have sunshine for like approximately maybe seven minutes, and then again snow, sleet, hail, very windy, and then rain, and then sun, and it's just, the weather here, it just can't make up its mind. So if you meet an Icelander and you're wondering, wow, that person is really like fast or... um, is really is talking loudly or feels that they can achieve anything, that anything is possible. That person is a little bit loony, a little bit crazy. Well, it's because of the weather, you know. Growing up with crazy weather, it kind of makes you a little bit crazy as well. So the weather affects us greatly, as I think with most island people. The weather is a huge part of our life, and it's something that we discuss. We're always like, so how's the weather going to be? What's the weather like? Do you know what the weather forecast is like? And um, these past couple of days here in Iceland, it's just been it's been nuts because May is usually it's it's okay it's kind of nice you can start your little tanning sessions you know start having your coffee outside mind you with a scarf you know because it's still kind of relatively cold and you might be wearing your parka but it's still sunny but now it's been like so windy and so crazy you can't even do that so brace yourselves if you're heading our way it is crazy up in here. And I'd always advise people who are traveling here to bring a set of warm clothes as well. And, and kind of, it's like if you're going hiking or something, layering is what you need to do here. So always bring gloves, like mittens, bring a hat, bring a scarf, um, bring something of the wool kind, or if not, just buy it here. You know, whether it's new or used, you can always get a good set of wool things here. Um, But this was not going to be the wool episode. No, it was not. I was going to talk about the genital photos that me and my partner um, shot back in 2014. Okay, so I started sex ed here in Iceland in 2010. Um, I I studied in Curtin University, sexology. I started studied there in 2009 and then I went home in 2010 to do my master's research which was a thesis on or dissertation can't really tell what's the difference between a thesis and a dissertation so excuse me if I confuse the two Um, and you're going what this girl doesn't know what she's talking about she doesn't know the difference I'm sorry I just I can't remember so here goes um, on male factor infertility. Well, this doesn't really relate into what we're going to be talking about, but and I might do that on a later ep- episode. Episode, episode, go into uh, the findings of my uh, study. But so I went here in, two, in 2010 um, while I was doing my 
master's study, master's research, I got asked to do um, a, give a talk on labiaplasty. So this is kind of a new thing in Iceland. They'd been doing labiaplasty for some years, but they didn't have any formal data and they still don't have or any numbers or anything. So I was asked to give a talk to nurses and doctors about my views on labiaplasty. And I, I was so nervous for this lecture. I was peeing in my pants. I was so nervous. So I thought, you know, I wonder if we're going to see any vulvas. So like, how do we know how do we know what to repair when we don't know what's normal so i just i investigated i'm like what do vulvas look like so where do you go to see what vulvas look like you go online and i spent like a week i kid you not like a whole work week hanging online googling various vulvas big vulvas small vulvas um atypical labias it was just every single weird um google search word you can imagine i used and i ended up with somewhat of a library of vulvas so i just screenshotted this bunch of vulvas and made like a tapestry of vulvas that i showed in um and i like collage as well so it made perfect sense to me that i showed in this lecture people are going like oh my god she's just showing vulvas here and mind you these were doctors doctors and nurses who had seen plenty of vulvas they're like but she's like showing them here because the other doctors the vulvas that they showed were just for like surgical purposes they were like so i would make an incision here and i have changed the way that i do my incisions so it's a cleaner cut blah 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 but nobody was like just showing vulvas of various colors shapes and sizes and the dialogue that went among the crowd was just like astonishment they were like I, I can't believe that they're so different even though these are trained medical professionals they were like wow can you see how varied they are it's like there's no perfect one and so I always felt to be um, true to sex ed and teenagers and myself that I couldn't deliver sex ed to kids and teenagers unless I showed the true representation of the vulva so they could see the many faces of the vulva and of course I did the same with penises you know nobody's being left out here so and this is just something that I pulled off the internet and my partner back in 2010 same partner now but back in 2010 was like we should get our own photos like let's shoot our own photos i'm like no that's too weird that's too out there nobody will participate they'll think i'm a pervert or it's just it's going to be an uproar and people are just going to be no it'll never work like i'll never be able to teach sex ed in um, schools if we do that so i used those photos and there was in one class where a student asked me he's like okay so um those photos of the genitals are they are these icelandic vulvas or pika in icelandic so are these icelandic pikur um and i was like well actually no they aren't they're off the internet some might be icelandic like i i don't know but i don't think so they're just from various websites that i found and he's like oh are they all from porn i'm like no they're most definitely not all from porn but um some are and he's like oh okay and I'm like, well, what do you mean? Oh, okay. He's like, oh, well, I bet Icelandic women would be different. I'm like, what? What do you mean Icelandic women would be different? I'm like, I'm sure Icelandic pikur are different from the foreign ones. 
And this just got me obsessed. It totally stuck in my mind. And I'm like, why Why would we be different? I know we always think that we're special, you know, Björk and Sigurós and all. But come on, why would we be different? So I thought about something. I was like, hmm, okay, let's see. I was writing this book on how to help adults talk to kids and teenagers about sex. And I was writing this book and I was like, should I have photos here of vulvas and penises or shouldn't I? I was debating it back and forth, back and forth. And then I applied for a small grant. I was like, okay, let's see if I get funding for this. If I get this funding, then I'll go and do it. You know, then I'll just book a studio. I'll book um, all the equipment required and I'll do it. And then I got the funding and I'm like, oh my God, now I need to go and do this. Like, I can't back down now. The book was already being printed, so I was already too late to include it in the book. And I was like, okay, that that was fine because it might offend somebody anyway. So that was my thinking back then. This was in 2014. Um... So we, I booked a studio and I found this really cool little studio that was like kind of in, I wouldn't say an alley, but it's like at the back of a street that's very accessible to people, but it's like in the back. And um, so you wouldn't necessarily see who was coming or going. And I kind of just put an ad in the paper and I was like, hey, um, I need some models to pose or I need some genitals to use for sex ed. Would you like to participate? And of course, the media picked this up. They did like a news story about it. And the response was like overwhelming. Like so many people contacted me and wanted to be a part of this project. And it was not like in a creepy manner. They're not like, like, hey, let's hook up. It wasn't like that at all. And people were not sending me their genital photos or anything like that. So I contacted each and every one, each and every every participant. Is that the word? Hmm, I think so. Anyway, I contacted them, and then on the day of the photo shoot, like I told them it'd be on a Saturday during lunchtime, and that they would get a text with the location. So I had spoke to spoken to each and every one, and they got a text with the location of the photo shoot, and they got an allotted time. So participants didn't ever meet one another, and um, it was just you and you and me and the photographer who is my partner so we bought some cake we had some coffee we had juice we had fruit and we had a lot of candles and like nice music and I tried to make it as cozy as possible so people just showed up we had like a short little chat I offered them some refreshments and then I had like an x marks the spot like you see on um, Britain's Gone Talent or uh, American Idol or something like that where um, people could stand and there were two photos uh, shot of each participant one like just straight front up on the um, gentles and then one on the side but for the so for the penises there was one up front one on the side and for the vulvas there was one just straight um, at the vulva and then um, they sat on like a little stool and spread their legs I didn't ask them to use their fingers to spread their vulvas or labia I just asked them to spread their legs and the camera was just fixed on um, a tripod was just fixed and then we just shot the photos this was it took less than like five minutes so people could just like pull their pants down they didn't have to remove anything or anything like that and then they just finished their refreshments and we had a little chat and I thanked them for their participation and this was voluntary entirely and I told them I did so because I, I mean 
I want to use this for sex ed purposes. And yes, sex ed is my work. I do get paid for that. But also, um, I wanted to give this like as a gift to the world, I guess, especially the Icelandic people, Icelandic nation, to just show the diversity of bodies and diversity of genitals. So I put them on my website in um, really good resolution for people to look at and distribute and talk about. And that was always my goal. Like I would never watermark them or sell them or anything like that. I just wanted them to be freely available. So at least we'd have some representation of what vulvas and penises can look can look like when we have this stereotypical image that often pops up online and you guys know what I'm talking about now so anyways this went it went really well and I even had a, had a wait list of people that were like standby in case somebody dropped out or couldn't make it or something happened so I could I, like I rang this one woman and I was like, hey, you know what? I actually have an appointment in half an hour that just um, opened up if, if you're still interested. And she's like, I'm in bonus. I'm shopping. Um, I'm just at the register. I'll be there like as soon as I finish paying. I'm like, no worry. Just whenever it's, it's convenient to you for you. And then she showed up. She's like, I'm sorry, I haven't showered or anything. And I'm like, that's fine. And she's like, I think I think I have some like smegma on my, on my labia. Or, you know, should I clean myself? I'm like, do not worry about this at all just be as natural as you want to be if you want to clean yourself you can if you don't want to you don't need to um we'll just take the photos and there was nothing like pervy or about it or anything like that and um even the seven o'clock news they came and visited the studio after after all the participants had left so um they kind of shot the the photos of the gentles from the um, computer screen and then they showed the studio and we had a little um, chat like a little interview and before the um, news was aired they were like um, we would advise people that this next story is of a genital nature not not genital huh? oh Freudian slip is of like a like a gentle oh, what did they say they said like it's like viewer be advised or something I don't remember how you put it but they were like be advised we are going to show something that may be vulgar to some and well they didn't actually show anything I mean we flipped various photos on the on the computer screen but that was about it but people were like people are eating you're showing this at the 7 o'clock news it's like prime time news time why would you show this stuff there are children here think of the children I love when people go that when we're talking about sex or nudity think of the children I don't don't want to think of the children you know this is this is nakedness this is nudity this is the body this is nothing to be worried about anyway so it went went really well and I posted them on my website and within three days of me posting them they had over a hundred thousand views which I mind you Iceland is um, a nation of 340,000 people and so so that's a lot like one third of the nation had seen these photos and everybody was talking about them so everywhere I went people were like I've seen the photos they were kind of whispering like I went to a restaurant and my waiter kind of came up to me and like whispered he's like I saw the photos and I even look looked them up on my phone and I kind of I kind of blew them up and I was checking to I have a similar penis to the penis on the photos and there were um, two micro penises um, in the penis photos and people just threw a hissy fit over the micro penises and it was really telling about how we view sex and how our 
um, ideas about sex and how we can have sex are really rigid and why it's so important to have these photos and why it's so important to change how we talk about sex and how we think about sex. And oh, the response that the vulvas got, mm, people are going like, oh my God, that's an ugly set of vulvas. I've never seen vulvas so ugly in my life. And people are like, she must have some ugly ass friends to have those vulvas. And I'm like, do you guys hear yourselves? Ugly ass vulvas. And they're like, oh, I feel so good about myself right now. I feel so good about my vulva seeing all these other vulvas out there. And I'm going, what the hell are we saying? We obviously need the representation. So what I did is by just having them online, I was serving a certain crowd, but I figured I'd need to take it a step step further so I made them my business card like a postcard size card my business contact info and I printed it on both sides so vulvas on one side penises on the other side and we had trans people and queer people and we had representation of all kinds of people as you just do in walk of life and um and I've taken these postcards and I have distributed them all over the world I kid you not so these photos have been used in South Korea they've been used in the Philippines in Australia all over Europe all over the Nordic countries um, in the UK in the US I've distributed them also in the US I was a bit scared about that though I was like oh my god is cost customs gonna get, like stop me like am I am I allowed to take vulva and penis pictures with me to the states especially now I'm sorry you folks but um, I'm just hesitant I'm, I'm, I don't know what the state of the states is if, uh, if you don't mind me saying but I, and I always take these postcards with me um, when I travel to conferences which is quite a bit and when I give talks whether it's here in Iceland or abroad I always hand these out for free and people are just flabbergasted and this gets the conversation flowing and moving and I love it I think it's it's like one of my most fantabulous projects that just keeps on living and having new life and giving new life and I know even that um, there's this one cake company here in Iceland that printed it on a fondant you know like fondant you, that you would put on a cake that they printed the vulva pictures and put on like a chocolate sponge cake for um, some girls um, hands party which I thought was hilarious and I loved it um, so this is something that I've shown. I show to kids from fifth grade, fifth graders, graders. What are they? Are they ten or eleven? And we just talk about it. It's just a part of the body. It doesn't need to be hidden, but it needs to be talked about. And maybe I'll just because this episode has been uh, has been quite quite maybe dragging along. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're still interested. But um, I might talk about that in depth a little bit later. While why I feel it's so important important to show the gentle photos in um, sex ed and mind you my first gentle photo is a huge photo of the clitoris it's like blown up in your face huge photo of the clitoris that's before I show my wall of vulvas my gorgeous photo delicious wall of vulvas I'm so tired of drawn vulvas it's like it's 2018 people get with the program I'm so done with this I mean I so and I'm so done with the vulvas I don't I didn't want them I didn't want the people so I got criticized for this in the media I got criticized for um not having a face a face to the vulvas that these, these felt 
pornified vulvas because they were faceless. This was not said about the penises, but it was said about the vulvas. It's like, they need to have a face, they need to have a body. No, they don't actually. They do not need to have a body, they do not need to have a face because from the dialogue that I've heard when people saw the vulvas, they decided what the owner was like, what the owner's interests were, what they, what, what kind of sex they probably had. And people, they attach all sorts of weird things to those vulvas. That's why I loved it. Because people are like, were there only weird people that participated? You know, the strange ones. And I'm like, there were all sorts of people, mothers, grandmothers mothers, queer folk, vanilla folk, straight folk, ordinary, all kinds of folks. And people are like, really? Really? Are you sure? Because, and, and they were like, but were, were many of the women fat? And I'm like, how can you tell if they were fat? And they're like, well, that vulva looks like she's fat. And you're kind of going, well, we need fat people as well. Some people are fat, some people aren't. What does it mean for the vulva? So it's like, why are we, we're so, um, we're so critical of the vulva and of the bodies. So I felt it was so freeing just to have the vulva, just to give the vulva some space. And I give the penis a space as well. Sorry, this is, has turned out to be the vulva episode, but we'll do a penis episode, I promise. And I'll go in depth on the penis picture. It's just, yeah, let's just call this maybe. This is gentle photographs, part one. I think we'll do a part two. I think we need to. So let's, uh, yeah, let's do this as, uh, let's just say it, say it's good here. And uh, this is part one. And then I'll do gentle photographs, part two, where I'll go a little bit more in depth on, um, on the penises and why I got charged with a crime for um, showing myself to children. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is a huge big case here in Iceland. Uh, so gentle photographs can get you into all sorts of issues, people. Stay tuned for part two of the genital photographs. Over and out for now. This concludes this week's episode of Sex in Iceland with Sigaduk, the sexologist. If you have any comments, questions, or queries, you can find me on social media, Instagram, or Facebook, or even just hit me with a little bit of